children of all ages, Tony Basilio welcoming you to another edition. We proudly bring to you Matt Dixon. Are you fired up, focused, and prepared for today's show? Yes or no? And I need a yes or no answer out of you, big boy. Yes. Are you pumped? Oh, absolutely. How about pump? Are you pump? Absolutely. I'm, I'm ready to go. Tennessee got its uh, corner today that I was hinting around about, the uh, kid from uh, BYU with the hyphenated name. Do you have a thought on that, Matt, the hyphenated name corner out of BYU that I was sworn to secrecy about but hinting about feverishly on the air the last couple weeks? Well, we desperately need corners. Uh, you know, I, that's probably the worst position group on our team last year. Yep. Um, it's a guy who's – I think he was at Vandy for a little bit as that, well. That's so correct. It's a guy that you, you know what you're getting. So I, I would assume he's probably going to be a penciled in as a starter. Um, I, I Is he going through spring? Like, is he going to be on campus now? That's the belief. Okay. So now I, I would kind of pencil him in as a, as a starter – at least right now. That is the belief. So that's that's something. We've got that to discuss, if, uh, if you're so inclined. Ron Higgins is going to join us momentarily. He uh, sat there and he, wa- <laughs> he watched that game last night. Auburn, I tried, guys, last night to watch that first window of college hoops. What would you all think of that first window last night? Well, it looked like uh, it looked like that somebody was moving the basket around carnival style. (laughs) Just looking at the percentages of the the teams that were shooting at the baskets, it looked like somebody might have been. Yeah. Or maybe they were using blindfolds or something. Matt, how bad is college basketball right now on like a one to ten scale, Matt? If you were to put just this. And, and this is a power league. The SEC is one of the better leagues in America. How bad is it, Matt? Uh, about an eight. It's just, for the most part, it's just kind of brutal basketball. I'm not. I'm not really sure it's even great defense either. I just think it's bad offense. Last night, occasionally you yeah. get a game like that Kansas Kansas State game. Yep. Um, Ar- Arkansas Missouri was actually a really good game. In the nine o'clock window, but I didn't the, see it. I mean, there was just so many fouls called. I didn't but see that it. That was a really competitive back and forth game. But for the most part, it's it's a tough watch. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I went back. I'm I'm reading uh, Kenny Loggins' biography right now. I'm reading something on the five crime families from Selwyn Rab. I'm reading something on uh, John. You're good. You sound good, man. You're plugged in. The great John Adams is here. You are uh, – Tennessee's got their corner uh, from uh, BYU by way of Vandy, who, by the way, had a pick against the Vols back in the day. The the great Adam Sparks is telling me you, – you, you bow your head when you say his name, the great Adam Sparks, telling me that uh, yeah, he covered him at Vanderbilt, said he's a nice player, said uh, – Covered him in 2020, Tony. He was a smart player. Showed a lot of potential as a star player back then. But uh, he was just getting going when I was there. And then he ended up at BYU. He said he did pick off a pass against Tennessee. So, there you have it. How many interceptions did we have last year, guys? Lots of players picked off a pass against Tennessee back in those years. 
Let's bring the great John Adams in here without further ado. Uh, John Adams, I bring you in against the backdrop that there was a Division One basketball game down at Gainesville, Florida. No, it was, I'm sorry, it was in College Station, Texas last night. Florida made two field goals, John, in 20 minutes of basketball. Brian, am I lying? Is that a lie, Brian, or is that the truth? They were a sizzling two of 26 from the floor in the first half. And they came back and nearly had a chance. Despite that, they had a chance to win at the end. Lost by two. John, now we're going to bring your guy Ron Higgins in here momentarily. LSU's gone through a really terrible season, which they knew they were. They had to cobble together a roster at the uh, you know at the last minute. Um, but God, their game last night with Auburn was unwatchable. I don't know how people watch this stuff, John. I'm trying. I'm trying to be a good. <laughs> I'm trying to be a good and faithful servant over here, man. Tony, I I remember in the the mid eighties. Yeah. When, when defense was really ruling college basketball and Georgetown had a great team. Um, and some, uh, there was an sec tournament. It seemed like every game was in the fifties and there was a talk about a need for the offense. Shortly after that, they went to the three point shot, yep. uh, which I think people open up the game and create more scoring. But I remember watching an, a final four semifinal game. 1984 between Georgetown, which was on its way to the national championship, beat Kentucky in the uh, semifinals. And that was a Kentucky team with Sam Bowie and Melvin Turpin, future NBA post players, a very talented team. And I, as I recall, Kentucky in the second half made something like three out of 30 field goal attempts. Now, if you remember, that was Patrick Ewing and Michael Young, a great, very talented Georgetown team. But it was hard to fathom that kind of shooting from a team seemingly as skilled as Kentucky. But that kind of game has become the norm in college basketball, and it's really hard to watch. It's just very hard to watch. You have what you have now are more great athletes. Yep but not as many talented basketball players. The, the talented basketball player is kind of getting, unless he's really athletic too, he's kind of being pushed to the side here. Like, uh, And there are a lot of guys that look like a lot of these guys Barnes brings in that are defensive first, go out there and play karate with you. Um, <laughs> I mean, Matt, that's the truth, isn't it? If you look at Rick, the Rick Barnes basketball player, they don't worry about whether or not you can shoot. I guess the thought is we can teach you how to shoot, but it's more can you stop somebody on defense? It's almost like what they've done with football in a lot of ways where when uh, in the mid-'90s when Jimmy Johnson decided we're going to go with smaller defenders that can move everybody so your team's going to get run over and – and that's and that's the way they played with more athletic people on defense. The other day, John Kentucky won a basketball game here, making seven field goals in the second half. Now I don't care who wins or loses, even the Kentucky fans would have to say, "God, that's unwatchable." I mean, what in <laughs> the world? And and Brian says last night, Florida. Because I was trying to flip back and forth between those two games, just trying to watch a league, you know, learn the league here a little bit. We're getting ready to go through the league and 
get a look at this uh, team down there in Gainesville that uh, uh, Tidy Whitey left behind, and and then look at this, uh, look at these other clubs, and A and M's playing a lot better. And Brian, am I lying to say uh, again? Was my, were my eyes deceiving me that Florida made two field goals in the first half and were not totally blown out of the game at halftime? It's like eleven point game. Yeah, and they came back and they they nearly won the game. What? They were they only lost by two points. At How the can end you they were make eleven points with? John, how can you make two field goals and a half and only be down eleven at halftime? What kind of sport is that? I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm asking for a friend here. And who's watching? Who's going to that? And how much longer? I mean, they've got to figure out something with their sport. This is not good. But Tony, it's not as though it's a rules thing. It has nothing to do with rules. Mm. It has to do with the way. Uh, mainly with the coaches and the way the game has evolved. Uh, basketball has some incredible athletes. You get to the NBA, those guys are oh. as good at athletes as there are in the world. Oh. But the thing about the NBA, the guys that not that many people make it in the NBA, the guys who make it in the NBA, most of those guys have skills, basketball skills, and tremendous athleticism. They have the combination. But when you get down to the college level, you just don't see that. I mean, think how many times you'll see a, th- a bad three-point shot. Just miss terribly. The ball will carry them out crazy. And and then another guy will get it. It'll bounce to a guy on the perimeter, perimeter and he'll jack up another really bad miss. It, it could happen three times on a possession. It's just... Uh, just a really hard game to watch in the Kentucky fans. Yep. I mean, whatever you think about Kentucky fans, and I know there's rabbit so than any SEC fans in football even, but they do kind of, most of them, a lot of them in the longstanding fans know the game. And you bring up a good point. They can't be liking what they're seeing. I mean, you go back to some of their best teams who were really skilled, could really shoot, Rick Patino's teams that, I mean, they were nailing threes. Uh, they mm-hmm. remember when they beat Tennessee in '93 in the SEC tournament, everybody 101 to 40. It. Everybody could shoot it. it. Yep. Everybody on that team could shoot it. Patino would pull a guy if he didn't take an open three pointer. Yep. But uh, now it's just brutal. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two, and you can say, "Well, you guys sound like old men." And no, I want to see a decent product. You are paying great money, and we'll be paying more here in Knoxville when Danny White gets done, but this year they backed off of it because they got some backlash, but eventually they're going to triple your, they're trebling you like you're in a court of law with your damages, you're just, just for your ticket prices. You'll get trebled before it's over, and are, are people, Matt, going to continue to pay for that? I mean, that's my question, Matt. Are people going to continue to pay for or watch it on television? I mean, that's a hideous sport. No offense. No, it it's bad. It's, uh, I mean, they're, they're paying for it right now. <clears throat> I guess for Tennessee's perspective, as long as you keep winning at a high level, you'll go do that. Which is the point. Can you imagine? Like, I was talking to my brother last night. We were talking about how we used to go to Temple games growing up, you know. He goes, could you imagine going down there 
on North Broad Street right now and watching one of those damn te- really bad Temple games? I mean, we're watching the sport at the top of the sport, and it's ugly. Can you imagine what those games look like? Now think about that as we come back on the other side. Ron Higgins joins, and we get a preview of uh, what we're in, what's in, what we're in store for Friday or Saturday, Saturday afternoon down at LSU. After this. <laughs> Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. 
Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hi, I'm former Sheriff Lena George with 30 years experience in emergency services. I know how important it is to locate an address that's in need of help as quickly as possible. An LED light bulb has been developed and manufactured that glows red, white, and blue flashing light to be placed on your front porch and turned on when you have an emergency that will help the responding emergency services to locate your home as quickly as possible. You can obtain your LED light bulb at Mount Pleasant Fire Department and all of your local fire stations. For more information, contact Fire Department at 379-1005. 379-1005. Seconds counts. Get your light bulb today. I wish you and your family a safe and happy new year. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. And you bow your head when you say thy name. The great Marco Scarza, just like Ron Higgins. TigerDetails.com. You bow your head when you say thy name. John Adams presented by Seniors Helping Seniors. Ron Higgins is a noted, not only is he a noted writer, Tremendous personality. He's been down the highways and byways for, oh my gosh, man. How long have you been covering the sports thing, Ron, now that you've branched out? How long have you been in the sports game? Oh, probably about 40, 43 or 44 years, something All right. like that. Now you are, as you continue, you are a noted musician. You, you were known to hang out in the juke joints. 
Uh, those of us that have been uh, down in the inner workings of Memphis, down on Beale Street, have seen um, Higgs up there on the skins and the juke joints. He was a known uh, drummer. At some, some point, a session drummer down there at Stax. Played on some of the hit records. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah. Now, now you're getting ready to see Ron's acting debut. He's a noted thespian. And I don't say that in mixed company. Ron Higgins, I bring you in against the backdrop that you're a man of many talents, a renaissance man, and John Adams bodyguarded his wedding out in L.A. out at the Elvis Chapel. Uh, John, is the Elvis Chapel still there? No, it's uh, been closed. It's the Viva Las Vegas. It's in Vegas, Las Vegas. It's yeah. the Viva Las Vegas Chapel. And what has happened, the people that have the rights to yeah, yeah. I think Priscilla Presley might have sold these, some of these rights, <sighs> but they control all this. Priscilla. And they are, I, they're not going to allow you, I don't think, to have Viva Las Vegas weddings anymore. They they control Elvis's legacy and, and all the stuff associated wow. with that. R.I.P. Lisa Marie and the fun police are out in full force. And Higgs, tell me about your acting debut before we uh, get into, unfortunately, LSU basketball. Do all this background acting. I've been in a ton of projects down here in Louisiana, but there's a lot of us films in New Orleans, a lot of films in Baton Rouge. Uh, I've, uh, I've been in a Disney Plus series called National Treasure, off the, based off the movie, and I've been like in three or four of those. Uh, wow! So you're this is several gigs. Like you're in. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna, one thing, and then you call yourself a thespian. You've been in several things. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, there's a show called Leverage uh, with uh, Noel Wiley's in that one. I was in, I was in a, a two or three of those uh, in the background. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, what else I got going? There, there, there's, like, I've, I've done some, I, I, just, I, did, I just did a movie with a, a wrestling movie. Uh, what's it? Zach? What's that kid's name? Young actor. Uh, oh, you were in that? No, 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 no. You were not in the Carrie Von Eric story with Zach yeah. Efron. That one, yeah. What? Yeah. What? Again, background. Background doesn't speak. But, but I, I had a, a picture pick role in that, which means director picture picture, picture for a certain guy. Right. And I, was, I was like a TV producer in that one, uh, sitting in the office. I, I was at a funeral. For one of the, the sons, uh, and I was also in the, in the office with the the, the, the the guy who plays the dad. So that was that was a fun shoot. I mean, they did they did. A, uh, he really buffed up for that movie. He did. Did you meet Zach? Uh, did you meet him? Yeah, I mean, you say hi because we work with him. Uh, so yes, uh, is for real. Like you really yeah, are, because John. I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know what John said to me just a second ago, and I'm not going to drop a dime on John because it's not my style, but. He said, "You know, Ron's so big. I'm surprised he got some of these extra roles. You didn't get. You're getting speaking parts. You played a man's. You, you, I mean, you're you're acting. This is for real." Well, well, well you know, I think my actually my height kind of helped me because uh, I guess I mean, I'm easy to spot, and uh, I guess they like me in certain places. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm just stunned that almost everything. Every show that I filmed, I show right. up in. Yeah, uh, there's something about you that you're cool. Like people like looking at you. I I, I can see how casting directors look. Whether I need a leading leading man, uh, romantically speaking, I'm going for you. A character actor, I'm going for you. 
perhaps a, a villain. I'm going for you. I mean, John, there's just something about Higgins. Yet photo you just sent me of him in your wedding scene, he kind of steals the scene there, John. Oh, yeah, he does. I mean, he and Mike Strange both going about 6'6", as my yes. two bodyguards, all in, all in black, Yes, Elvis glasses on. And Ron just sent me a photo of him in a movie where he's wearing a tuxedo, a bow tie, and he's got a glass of wine in his hand. And I just don't think of Ron that way. But when I look at it, he really looks natural in that. Yep. He looks like he comes from big money. In this, in, in this scene, he looks like he's got a lot of money. And so you is that the part, is that where you're a part of the Von Erich family right there? Is that you, Ron? Is that what you're doing? Uh, no, in the Von Erich family, I'm, I'm a friend of the family. Uh, and uh, again, I'm, I'm in three scenes on that. One was a, a, a wedding reception. All right. One, one was a funeral, which I really enjoyed because uh, I love the actress Mar- Mara Turney. Uh, uh, she was in the, I think, the affair. Uh, My maybe gosh! A, uh, just I mean, I, and and, and uh, it was great to do a funeral scene with her. Uh, and and uh, did you cry in her was, arms? Did you cry in her arms? No, no. She she was like five feet away from me. She, it was it was hilarious. She gives a speech. I believe about her, her 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 son who just died, and the, the, right before the starts, this director brings her baby on the set and gives it to uh, the, one of the wives of the wrestlers, and and we're sitting there and, and we're almost ready to start the scene. And this baby's great. I mean, it's like it's well behaved. We're, we're stunned how well behaved it is. Mm-hmm. The direction says action, and Marjorie starts starts a very heartfelt speech. He's about ten seconds into it, the kid. Ah, ah. I mean, just screaming, crying, and and, and she and, and she finishes her her what she says flawlessly. Ninety seconds, great acting. Never goes cut. Um, somebody take the baby away, please. <laughs> Let's do it again. All right, all right. Uh, Ron, it's, it's who, who? Yeah, hey, go ahead. Ron, who was the affair? Was like an HBO series. Is that what you're talking about, or is it a movie? Yeah, I think it was maybe Showtime, maybe, or HB1. This guy's on so many things and even know where they're on. Okay, but which one was she in the movie? She was, I mean, in the series. The scorned wife. She's a scorned wife. Oh, yeah, okay. She's a pretty good actress. Yeah, she's very good. And what's fun, you see these people, and you and then you get to get to work with them. It's like pretty cool. This is all right. Yeah. So 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 Brian Hartman's trying to break into your business. Do you have any advice for him in terms of breaking into that business? This fine. I mean, yes, Brian wants to break in. I, I, I would go to like the the, the uh, I guess Tennessee. There's a Tennessee movie development site. See, there are, there's a the, the state of Tennessee may have a movie production development phase to it. And if they do, they do. I'll, I'll tell you uh, if they're filming TV shows in certain places. What, uh, Brian? Did you yeah, know about that? Did you know about that, Brian? That that website was out there. It's part of your travels. You ever heard of? No, that? I, I, I did not. I mean, I mean, I mean but there I, is a lot I mean, of stuff filmed around here. Yeah, I mean, and it'll it'll tell you. Yep. Most times, it'll tell you when they're filming stuff, and uh, uh, and then then there's a. Uh, they usually have casting companies. Uh, yes. 
And and uh, that's how I mean. I mean, look, I got started because I had a friend who was doing it. Say, so you got to know somebody. Here's the deal, right now. I'm gonna say this on the air, and I got Ron Higgins here, and he's with uh, TigerDetails.com, and we spent the preponderance of this talking about LSU's basketball program because this is really what you need to focus on for Saturday. I hope you've learned a lot about their basketball program. I want to say this right now. This is an impassioned plea. Brian Hartman needs a break in that bit. Brian Hartman's a good-looking guy. He needs a break. Somebody listening, one of you jabronis that's in that business needs to reach out to him. You need to freaking reach out to Brian Hartman, and you need to make this happen. He's over here beating his head against the wall trying to get in the business, and Ron Higgins has been in like nine things. And Brian Hartman deserves a freaking break today. Like the old slogan went. Who 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 was that? Who was you deserve a break today? Who, whose slogan was that back in the day? Do you all remember? Thank you. Before they became, I'm loving it. When everything was cooking, cooked in a lestra. When they used to cook things in animal fat. When America was great. <laughs> the, the apple turnovers were just the best ever. Oh, Brian, their French fries when they cooked that stuff in animal fat, and it would take like five years off your life. John, do you remember how good McDonald's fries were like back in the 70s when they first hit? Do you remember it, John or, or uh, Higgs? Do you guys remember that, how good those oh, yeah, things worked? Absolutely. In yeah. animal fat, you'd walk in there and it smelled so good in one of those restaurants. Now you walk in there and you're like, good gosh, get me out of here. But anyway, I digress. So if somebody is e- either is in the, into the uh, production end of things or you're involved in the movie business, Brian Hartman is looking for an in, and he's a good-looking young guy. Tony, I, I just don't think that's appropriate for Brian to even get into that. I think he will become a different person. He gets involved in that. The fame, look at all the lives that are wrecked by, <laughs> by people pursuing fame. Well, I just And I don't mean this in a bad way, Brian. Yeah. But I don't think you could handle that kind of fame. Higgs, like has it Ron changed Higgins your life? seems to handle yeah. it okay. Has it changed your life when you were out there next to Marissa Tomei? And uh, who was the other one you were with? Zach Efron. Has it changed your life? It wasn't Marissa Tomei. He just said Marissa Tomei. He said. I guess because you, you know, you always deal with high-profile athletes. It's not really anything really different. These people just want to be treated like, you know, just go, you know, just they're just doing their job and, and they're they're pretty cool about it, so you could you kind of do that too. So, uh, yeah, honestly, it's changed my. I, I, I put it this way: it's been a, I've really enjoyed it. It's yep. been a, a, a lot uh, different than anything I've ever done, but it's been fun. Well, let me ask so. you this, right? So, like when I do things, and then I see like this talent from people, you gain appreciation, right? Like. Perry Cooper, a.k.a. ZR, invited me one time to go to some bluegrass deal. And I've played music for a long time. But when you watch these people that play this bluegrass stuff and it's really fast and it's precise and it's their calling, it's like what they're into. And you're gut and you're like, look at the freaking talent oozing out of this dude that came from the hills. And he literally has like beat up clothes on. But man, he can play that guitar like he's ringing a bell, you know, and you're just like. Do, do you find yourself that way around these um, around these professional actors and actresses? Same thing. I guess you can't yeah. say actress anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, my yeah, bad. Go ahead. Let me think what scene it was. Uh, I know what it was. It was a it was a show called Queen Sugar, uh, and it was about uh, 
it was it, this was the last season this year, seven seasons on the Oprah Network, and it was about a, uh, an African American family owned a, a pla- uh, owned land owned land down uh, in South Louisiana, and, and they farmed and they were holding on to it. And I we did this boardroom scene, and and probably like 12, 12, 13 people in the room, and it's an explosive scene. And uh, to watch the actress come in and just absolutely do this thing three or four times and just kill it with the emotion and the anger and the, I mean, it's just, you're sitting there and like, man, this is, it, it was so fun. Like to be in on that, to watch when they, uh, you know, or it, it just, yeah, it is. It's like they, they do transform themselves into, you know, the role. Uh, and that, that's, it's, I mean, it, it is a talent. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, but you also have to follow, you know, directions and, and director and, uh, you know, you have to, they, you know, you shoot one scene, but they go, I mean, one scene can take, um, uh, say, a 90-second scene can take almost 45 to hours of film because, one, uh, they film it in, in like four or five different cameras. Yeah. And, and, and you have to, you know, you redo it, you redo it, you redo yeah. it. But of course, they, they add it all together. But it's it's very precise, uh, you know. I mean, and director tells you, you know, you don't get outside this, you know, right here. I mean, staying within this framework right here because this is a camera. You know, we don't want you outside the camera angle or just it's just everything about it is very precise. They were, they were precise where they placed the extras. Uh, uh, you know, I mean that they. they they might start you somewhere in a scene, then move you to somewhere else in the scene, then they move you in another place in the scene. Uh, and they're very precise how they place their extras. And they'll go back and move people around between uh, between takes. Uh, how do you do it, Ron? How do you just stand there? Like, I'm looking at you at this this glass and this, uh, and you look so natural, this photo that, and I just shared it with the guys, this photo that uh, uh, John Adams shared with me. How do you stand there? Like, you have any advice for Brian when he gets that big opportunity and, and you just you act natural? How do you do that? Just act like you mean, I mean, those things, I mean, they want you to act and, and you and, and basically you pan on everything. I mean, you talk with other people, like you pan on with other people, like you're, like you're having a conversation with them. Uh, yep. and, and, and the picture that I sent John was uh, I'm standing next to a table where one of the main actresses is on top of the table giving this impassioned political speech as a diversion uh, for some of her, her friends to go steal something. Yes. And so I'm standing there next to her, next to him. And, and, and you know, my, my, uh, my job was to kind of look natural and look, and look a little bit disgusted, but they yes. didn't show the disgust part. But uh, yeah, you just, you kind of just, you know, ask exactly what they want. Uh, so and you, cool. And, yeah, you mean and they'll, they'll tell you this is what we're going to do. I mean, I've been so far. I've been see I've been a tourist at Graceland. I've been in an a, a FBI office. Brian, Brian, did you I, know I, this? Brian, did you know this guy was in acting? Did you know this, Brian? Brian Hartman, y'all. People think I'm working right now. No, I, I did not until today. This is this is news. See, I did not I, know I, anything. I, I, and Brian about. wants in. Damn it. Brian, give Brian Hartman the vote. <laughs> Tony, I, I think something that could help Brian. Yes. As I've watched uh, Ron's career as an actor evolve. Yes. 
And at first, when I, as I told you, I thought he might be too big. He would stick out too much, but that's worked to his advantage. Right. He does stick out, and in these random scenes, you notice him. I think what Brian needs to do. How tall are you, Brian? I am. Uh, I am six two. Big guy, and a good looking yeah. guy. Okay, but what you need to do when if you audition for these roles is I would wear high heels. I think if you could gain another two or three inches, you would stand out <laughs> even more. Hey, Matt Dixon, your thoughts on our discussion? I brought Ron on to talk LSU basketball. Is it time better spent getting into his acting career or talking about that ball club that's acting like a Division One basketball team right now? Your thoughts, Matt Dixon? Well, I, I was kind of hoping to get Ron's thoughts on Oak Ridge native Matt McMahon in his first year down there. Your thoughts, because really he's got – he is so short-stacked there, Ron. He had to recruit a, a team in about a month and a half, and it's a team really full of, I'd say, mid-major level talent, and they yep. play like it. Yep. Uh, they're not they're not athletic. Uh, they don't shoot well. They're, <laughs> they're slow of foot. They don't jump well. Besides that, I mean – they're okay, uh, and and they're just not very good. They they really aren't. I mean, they lost to forty to Alabama. They almost lost by twenty last night at home. Tennessee's going to destroy them. Uh, so I mean, they they just I don't mean they, they might have two or three wins left somewhere on the schedule, but they're just they're the worst shooting team in the SEC in conference play. Been under thirty percent the last two games from the field. Uh, can't make a shot. They got guys shooting the ball who shouldn't be shooting the ball, but they have nobody else to shoot the ball, so they got to take the shots. So, um, this is, I mean, unless Tennessee totally goes down there and sleeps walks, uh, whatever the betting line is, bet Tennessee and put a lot of money on it. This 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 is not a very good basketball team. It's, it's the worst one I've seen since Johnny Jones' last team at LSU lost 15 in a row. So, there you go. I mean, it, you know what they remind me of? It's like a gypsy team, right? It reminds me of the early Kevin O'Neill years. No offense to the guys that were on the team. Everybody tries, yeah, they, you know? He, he kind of just kind of had a hodgepodge. And, yeah, he threw them together. Them. Yeah, it's like a just and, and gypsies, band of gypsies. You know, I go back to – Hang on, he's talking, Bri. Good gosh. What are you, Italian? Go ahead, Higgins. I'm sorry. I mean, Matt's kind of like – Kevin O'Neill about the cussing and, and anger, but you know, I mean, I love Matt. He, he's gonna do a nice job there. He's a nice coach. If they give him a chance, he's a really solid person. He, you know, people at the time give him the benefit of the doubt this year, but yeah. they like to see him play better. I mean, that they, they shoot the ball better. Yeah, uh, they understood he had to, to, you know, twelve scholarship guys left, and when Will got fired, and basically uh, he had to throw it together a team about a month and a half. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they have a couple of decent pieces. I mean, K.J. Williams, the guy got from North State, was OBC Player of the Year. Uh, 6'10 guy. Uh, he's probably scored all of his baskets this year, probably on less than 100 dribbles. Uh, <laughs> low post, out, shoots threes in the same place outside. Uh, doesn't jump very well, but a big body. So, yeah. Again, uh, had to throw it together, and, and it, they really look like it. Now they got in the league play. I don't know how they – they beat Arkansas in their SEC opener for both teams, and since then they haven't been very, very good. 
I'll say this for you, uh, Ron. I've got it. You're a great actor, yeah. obviously. You're a horrible salesperson. You're not selling that LSU bunch at all. You're making me not want to watch Saturday. Go ahead, Bri. Yeah, I was going to make a point and then ask Ron a question. It sounds like acting. a lot of uh, – it makes me – it reminds me of Donnie Tindall's one year where Conzo had a class he was bringing in, and that entire class decided they didn't want to come play after that, after he was let, after he le left for Cal. And so Tindall had to literally recruit about eight guys in about a month so span great. in late to – in like May. So great. It sounds exactly like that. And yeah, I mean I was going to ask, how, how did LSU get off to the start they did? They only lost, I think, one game pre-conference. I think they beat Wake Forest. They actually had some nice wins. How did they get off to that kind of start if they're this bad now? Uh, they didn't play anybody worth a damn, really. I mean, they, they uh, their best game was against Wake Forest. Uh, but, it, but you look at their non-conference schedule, they didn't win those games by a bunch of points. <laughs> you know, a lot of them were – Single digit wins. They didn't play great, you know. I mean, they uh, you knew come out of you knew, you knew come out of out of non conference. It's just a matter of time before re reality would set in. And they, they came out against Arkansas, won their first game and played played great. They played within themselves, uh, but it's just imploded bit by bit as teams have kind of figured them out. And uh, I always say basketball is actually a really pretty simple game. It's about. Uh, one team trying to operate from a certain spot on the floor where their players operate from the best individually. Uh, those players get to those spots and, 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 and more consistently uh, and get the ball in those spots, they'll win. If they don't, they get pushed off their spots, they'll lose. That's basically basketball, college basketball and pro basketball, as a matter of fact. Guys with certain spots on the floor where they kill people from, and if those guys can get to those spots and, and get the, fed the ball there, uh, they're gonna keep operating from there until a team takes that away. Then they'll then they'll find somebody else in the floor to go go to. John Adams, yeah. presented by Seniors Helping Seniors dot com. You've been awfully silent while Ron Higgins has held the floor here. Well, Ron and Brian, Brian has kind of moved in there. Yes, There's no stopping him. Brian really I think wants he's that. trying to. That's yeah. Mm -hmm. He's trying to. Yeah, he Ron. wants to impress Ron. That's correct. Brian's trying Don't to impress Ron. He's going to text you. I promise you. People think I'm kidding. Brian, am I doing a bit right now or am I being serious that you're trying to get into this? No, this is a uh, legitimate thing. Here. Yeah, this is not a work. This is a shoot. Go ahead. Uh, but uh, it's made a great segment. Go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Well, uh, Ron, I've never, I haven't seen LSU play. And after what Ron has said, hopefully I never will. Oh, you're not missing anything. But I would bet, based on what Ron has said, that if you had a three-point shooting contest between Ron and the team, if they just stood out there and shot from the perimeter from the three-point line, that Ron would outshoot all of the players, or at least a large majority wow. of them. He's a tremendous tremendous three-point shooter. This guy's an actor. He's a drummer. He's a three-point shooter. Mm -hmm. He played the skins down on Beal. Hey, hey, Ron, um, I would take the caller Florida over the LSU basketball team. Yeah, I would I take agree. the caller Florida in a three-point shooting contest. And Ron agrees. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's as... Um, Ron, let me ask you something. Nick Saban is stomping mad behind the scenes at um, getting embarrassed on national television. First of all, he had to sit there all day.
and watch the re-coronation of the two-time king of college football, Kirby Smart, 65-7. to And Saban had to sit there and sat there right on that set when David Pollock gave him, in the immortal words of Marv Albert, a facial. When he said to him, he said, the sport of college football is controlled by Georgia. Now, you know that is reverberating around in that demented mind of Nick Saban's that <laughs> destroyed college football for many, many years. Just a, dri- a man driven unlike anything we've ever seen. Does he have the team next year? Because he's extremely angry behind the scenes right now. Do you believe he has the team to strike back next year, Ron, and reclaim his mantle in college football? Or do you believe, like Matt Dixon and myself, that Alabama looks like they got a 10-2, and 9-3 and three football team, something of that ilk? He better find defensive backs who can cover people and a quarterback who can – I mean, look, he's not have a better quarterback than the one he had. I mean, that's the best quarterback he's ever had, and they couldn't win. I mean, so think about that one. I mean, that's the best quarterback he's ever had. And they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't win. No, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure he's really motivated, but I, I don't. Uh, but the, the rest of the division is not afraid of him anymore. LSU is not. Yep. Uh, I guarantee Auburn won't be. Uh, Sean Sinclair declared on here yesterday that the, after last season and what Tennessee did to them is it was like the night that Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson in Tokyo. And Tyson was never the same. Yeah, I mean, last year Alabama was that way. I mean, um, and you know, and, and Georgia's picking up steam. So it, it's uh, yeah. I, I don't. I, I think Nick's also tired. I think he doesn't like the state of college football currently. Yeah. The NFL, NIL, and you're bidding on people. And you know, mm-hmm. before Alabama could could bid on anybody they want. I mean, God. And 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 really, I mean. They, they could get people. I mean, if it came to look, there was always an agreement between really elite programs that if you got outbid by the other program, you just tipped your cap. Great job. You outbid us. Now it's out in the, now it's out, out in the wide open. And, uh, and plus you have the transfer portal. That's another market. So I, I don't think he likes to, I don't think he likes to present a college football. I don't think he, I don't think he thinks he can, sort of can't control it like he used to. And so, you know, I think he would love to somehow squeeze yep. that one more chance to have enough of stuff. I think he's getting a little perturbed that he doesn't have as, as much control as he used to. Hey, John and Adams, big, well, let me ask you, let me, let me throw one thing at you guys. Just give me one sec here. John, your Blake Topmeyer yesterday came on here and said that if Saban wants to hire Jeremy Pruitt, who a lot of the Bama fans want Jeremy Pruitt as the uh, – as the DC, and and Blake said, "Who cares about a show cause? You you don't need him to recruit. You just want him to coordinate your defense. I mean, a show cause just means the guy's restrictions on him. I mean, you can't hire him. Are you forward or against the possibility of him coming back to the league, John Adams, Jeremy Pruitt, and coming back with Alabama? Well, I I watched the impact he had on Tennessee's defense for three seasons, so." Pretty much case closed. I, I don't know why. Those defenses that he coordinated at uh, Alabama yep. and at Florida State were tremendously talented. But he didn't show me anything in, in terms of making 
making up for shortcomings, physical shortcomings yes. on a defense. He never showed me anything on that. How about I, I don't yeah. I don't know how that reputation even came about, other than that he had great talent. Think about those Tennessee de- the one that sticks out to me is his very first game against Virginia. Tennessee's oh in the game gosh. a little bit. It's trailing at halftime. Comes out in the second half, and I think, well, Jeremy Pruitt's got this defensive reputation. They'll come out. They'll make some adjustments. They might win the game. They came out in the second half, and West Virginia just went up and down the field. Receivers were running open all afternoon long. Right there was kind of a sign of what was to come. And remember the uh, Georgia State loss when his defense couldn't even line up correctly. Hey, Matt, what about the night we made the Wilson guy a lot of money? Who the Jets uh, Jets paid for some fool's gold that night. One of his major college football uh, uh, high points. Dixon. What? About Pruitt, I saw you were breaking up on me. Yeah, the whole thing that that night when we uh, that night that we made that Wilson guy from BYU a lot of money. Oh, Pruitt's yeah. defense, a, a Cape, yeah, Cape Nealon launch, yeah, two of so. them. He he let him have two. He let him get on the field twice late in the game. Higgs, are you for or against Jeremy Pruitt coming back to uh, college football in Alabama if they if they deem so desire? Well, if there's one thing he's good at is like wearing really tight. Coaching shorts in the seventies and screaming at players defensively, that's probably works. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wonder if they put his wife on payroll down there to help with like their NIL program. One other thing for you, Ron. I had, I have a I had a really bad take I want to own. So when because uh, I like owning really bad takes, it's kind of part of my brand. Bad takes, and then you must own them when you have them. Uh, I came on here when. Uh, Kelly was hired at LSU and said, I don't think that was a good idea and he's not going to work. And Boy, I think he'll win the division next year. And I think he was borderline along with a guy right here in Knoxville. I think those two guys did the best job in the league uh, last year in terms of coaching. Yeah, I mean, I mean, everybody talks about whether he's a cultural fit or not. That's, 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 a, that's a overrated. Was, was, you look at most of the coaches who won the national championships – in this league for the past 20 years, were they from around where they were supposed to be? Except for Orgeron? Was anybody? I mean, Vic, not from around here. I mean, go down the line. Urban Meyer, not from around here. You don't have to be a cultural fit. You're just going to come in and and recruit guys and win games, and all of a sudden you're a cultural fit. Uh, I I, I knew from the very beginning, dealing with Kelly, how organized is it. Put it this way. The best line I heard was LSU wouldn't hire themselves a grown-up to be a, a football coach. And he's a grown-up, you know. He's a mature guy. He knows how to win. He knows how to put together a program. He uh, he doesn't panic. Yeah, all that. Hey, listen, i gotta, I got to jump. I love you. Thank you, my man. Have a great one, right. buddy. See you. Great Ron Higgins one more time. You can check him out, ladies and gentlemen, uh, on Twitter. If you want to tweet at him and say, Ron, that was a lot of fun, he is at Ron Higg, H-I-G-G, and also TigerDetails.com. Tony, you also can see him on the TV series National Treasure. And on National Treasure, which is on the Disney Channel, he said. Yes. And, you know, Ron, like 40 minutes, how much was that? How much of that was dedicated to their basketball team? Maybe two minutes of it? 
Matt's mad at me. I can tell Matt's mad. You Matt's know, upset with uh, me. that's probably one minute for each field goal they made in the first half last night. Matt, are you upset with me? Tell the truth. And that's a great line, Brian. Matt, are you upset with me? I mean. Let's come correct here. Because I, I, I diverged. We sat down at uh, 10 o'clock Eastern time. A junk man Isaac called me at 10 and said, because uh, I had a question for him about depression air glass. Uh, John, are you familiar with depression air glass? I have no idea what you're talking about. And junk man Isaac filled me in. And um, and then uh, he said, I bet I'm, I bet I'm interrupting your pre-production meeting. And we were meeting, Matt, at 10 Eastern time. We laid out the Higgs segment. And then John told me he was an actor on the spur of the moment, and I just pivoted. I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sorry to mess the segment up, Matt, in your eyes. I just want to say that. I know, I know I've know, i caused some heat. I'm sorry, Matt. Sorry about that. I, it doesn't, doesn't bother me. I, I watched about five minutes of LSU's game last night to oh. kind of be prepared for today and decided it wasn't worth it. So How... A, a, I was doing the blog last night watching that, and I'm going, there's no way people pay to go. I mean, there's just, they have, are you ready? They have zero chance against the Vols Saturday. Zero. What are the teams in this, and I know they're kind of a bottom team in the league, but where are the teams in the league? Georgia is out there beating people, Matt Dixon, in tidy Whitey's first year, and he doesn't mean players. Where are the teams in this league? Arkansas got beat by like 20 the other night by that Vanderbilt team we saw. <laughs> Arkansas is 1-5. What is going on? I know they got a player or two out, but 1-5? I mean, you've got Tennessee and you've got Alabama and you've got Auburn some nights. And maybe A&M. And maybe A&M. And then 10 Literal hoopties and to Kentucky. I am talking to you. Yeah, you won and kneeling in the Thompson Bowling, and you made seven f- field goals. I'm watching your game with Georgia the other night, and you're unwatchable. I mean, jeez. Uh, yeah, I want to pass this along to Brian. I uh, give Brian Ron Sell's number because Ron texted me and said. Uh, I'll send him a it. link. Oh, you've got it? Well, or, he'll yeah, send I do have it. you a link I ask Matt. on how to become an extra in movies. So I can ask Matt. This could something. be yeah. a launching pad yes, we're gonna lose for Brian, Brian Hartman. We're going we're gonna to lose Brian. Matt, um, I'm yeah. just working on conclusion. Matt, is this happening, this thing with Brian on the air and the whole acting thing? Your thoughts on that little turn that we did in that segment? And this is not a pre-production meeting. It's kind of a post-segment meeting. Matt, your thoughts on that? Uh, I think Brian should go for it. That'd be really cool. The significance of Nico Titans Bill could be his agent. The significance of the significance of Nico being number one by the folks at On Three. I want to talk about that because there are no eyes in Manning. It's another one of my new sayings I'm going to introduce today. No eyes in Manning. 
The Mannings have to be so urinated off that Nico's number one. Nico's number one. Nico's number one. Nico's number one. Nico's not. It's got to just burn them up. Oh, it's so beautiful. As I continue after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie. And you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Why do people trust Tills Jewelry with their jewelry repairs? Hi, this is Terry Tillis. We feel each piece of jewelry is important to our customers and they deserve the utmost care with every item that is brought to us. Your jewelry is inspected when we receive it to determine exactly what repairs are needed. A photo is taken and documented and then it goes to our goldsmith. Once the repair is completed, the jewelry is reinspected to make sure it has been restored to its original condition. Come see us at Tillis Jewelry, located in Columbia and Lewisburg. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call mepainfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hey guys, this is Mary Catherine with Bug Out Termite and Pest Control. Did you know that most insurance plans don't cover termite damage? Termites cause $5 billion in damage every year. Having a termite inspection done by a termite professional once a year is the best way to determine your home or business is termite free. Our technician will help you determine the best treatment solution for you. Call us today to schedule your inspection at 931-380-9009 or visit us online at bugouttennessee.com. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Columbia Ace Hardware carries Magnolia Home Paint by Joanna Gaines? Columbia Ace Hardware is the only Magnolia paint dealer in town. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware and Power Equipment. We will be glad to help you. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. It is time to hear from our favorite grocer, Miles Johnson at Foodland. Miles, how are you today? Oh, I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. I got a sneak peek of some of the specials. Boy, there's some good ones in there this week. Mm-hmm. This week we got ground chuck for three thirty nine a pound, T bone steaks four twenty nine a pound, boneless pork loins a dollar ninety nine a pound, five pound bag of Idaho potatoes for two ninety nine each, and Coca Cola twelve packs for two for thirteen. Wow, that's some that's some good deals. Uh, these sales run through next Tuesday, I believe. That is. Is correct. All right. And again, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. Miles, thank you very much. As always, we appreciate it. And hopefully people listen and uh, come on in and you got some great deals and uh, you got some great people working there as well. So you guys have a wonderful week. All right. Thank you. You too. Thank you, Miles. All right. That was Miles Johnson from Foodland located on West 7th Street. Again, they're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. So go in and check out some of those uh, great specials they have. And we'll talk to them next week as well. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB, back with you. All right, so things I want to get into that will keep me from talking about the basketball game on Saturday. Nico's number one. Florida lost a top-flight quarterback Never even made it to campus because apparently they defaulted on a couple of NIL payments. That's a train wreck. That Florida thing's a train wreck. Which one do you want to tackle first? Or the invincibility of Alabama and whether or not Saban can back it up and has he slipped? Or, John, do you want to go off the boards or something else you'd care to discuss here? Because those are all really interesting things that are going to percolate all off season. As John Adams is here, presented by Seniors Helping Seniors on this Thursday. Tony, those are all interesting topics. Yep. Uh, quarterbacks, Tennessee quarterbacks. Here's the thing. Yep. When you, this is a quarterback world now in college football. Yep. Tennessee, think about this, how things have changed. You can go back to that historic third Saturday of October this past season when yep. Tennessee upset at Alabama in a thrilling game. But moving forward, look look where the teams are now. Alabama's had another great recruiting class. But Alabama doesn't have a known commodity at quarterback. When was the last time that happened? You go back, Jalen Hurts, uh, Tuatanga Valoa, uh, Matt Jones, Bryce Young, the best of them all. That's the lineage of quarterbacks recently at Alabama. And now we see Jalen Milroe, who's a good runner. Yep. Doesn't throw the ball well enough. At least he didn't last season. Nope. Uh, and we don't know about Ty Simpson didn't play, which makes me wonder how good is he? Right. And, uh, and then transition over to Tennessee has a number one recruit in the country. He's already checked in with the program. And apparently everybody that's seen him throw the ball is going, wow. I, I mean, so Tennessee, 
and it's coming off an orange ball in which Joe Milton, the backup quarterback, threw three touchdown passes. So you have the offensive system. Mm -hmm. You have two quarterbacks who who might be able to run it really well, Mm -hmm. as Hendon Hooker did so spectacularly. So there's a divide right there between Tennessee and Alabama. And if you want to expand on where Alabama's headed, Georgia has Alabama-like talent. It's stacked on its depth chart. Georgia's most of its really good players this past season, freshmen and sophomores. So when you project, why would anybody think Alabama's going to beat Georgia next season? So I think it doesn't mean Alabama's uh, program is in disarray. It just means it's fallen behind Georgia. And maybe you could say, well, Georgia's just surpassed it. Georgia is so good uh, that it's moved ahead of Alabama, even though Alabama's recruiting great. That kind of, uh, that's kind of where Alabama is right now. But you can never write off Nick Saban. No way. And he'll probably be more motivated than ever. But Georgia looks pretty motivated, too, under Kirby Smart. And I was on Paul Feinbaum's show yesterday. Great appearance. Oh, you saw me? Incredible. Oh. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, I, I wasn't, you couldn't see me, though. But, I mean, my photo junk, was up there, junk, right? Junkman Isaac and myself, Junkman Isaac was bragging about you. But go ahead. Okay, well, thank you. Um, yeah, when you when you think about Alabama right now, and Nick Saban's, you got to say, I thought Paul Bear Bryant was the greatest coach of all time. Uh, but uh, Nick Saban surpassed that. He's clearly the best coach of all time uh, with all those national championships. But right now, if you were hiring a football coach, college football coach, whom would you hire? You'd have to say Kirby Smart. And so Georgia has everything going its way right now. But I think there's a – when I look at the SEC now, I see four teams above all the others. Alabama still at the top, near the top. Yes. Alabama, Georgia, LSU with Brian Kelly's doing a tremendous job. Quick turnaround crazy. there. And Josh Heupel at Tennessee. Those four programs to me are a notch above everybody else. In this league right now. In this, in this so, league right now. Matt, do you believe that? Do you believe that, Matt? I mean, we are two uh, years past when it all crashed down. It was about two years ago. Yeah, well, I think it was it was two years ago. Yesterday was when Pruitt was fired. Wow! Uh, so I, it is remarkable. Um, I I think Tennessee's probably a notch below those other three, just a little bit. But they're without question at the very top of that second tier of of teams. Um, I mean, I, I think you're going. Tennessee will be the the pick to finish second in the East next year. Um, and really, the only debate would be if you wanted to jump South Carolina there, which I don't—I'm not sure that would happen. So, no, t- where Tennessee's at, they're just in such a great spot. And when you have that dynamic quarterback, you know that covers up a lot. And all you got to do is kind of surround him with some pieces, and you know, kind of sure up some things defensively, and you have—you have a chance to have a nice two or three-year run here. You know what? Uh, yeah. What kind of surprises me about Georgia is that. 
they had an offensive coach for years and years who just couldn't quite get over the hump that Kirby was able to do. And Kirby's a defensive guy that actually took George over the top, unlike his offensive predecessor. And did it with a quarterback. In, a, in, a, in an era of offensive football. Yeah, and did it with a quarterback where we say quarterback's everything, but they surrounded him with so much talent that here he is a five-foot-nothing, basically walk-on quarterback is what that guy is. I mean, you can call him whatever you want to call him, but but he he – they turned him into a very good player at the end of his career. He was terrific in that championship game. And as John said last week on here, if you re, if you recast that Heisman vote, the guy on the West Coast doesn't win that Heisman Trophy. The guy down there at Georgia who one of our former quarterbacks wished that he would throw an interception to lose a championship game, touche. But let's move along here. Let's, let's go back. I want to focus back on Nico for a second. John, Nico is number one. Is that not incredible that Tennessee, because when they identified him, he was a very good quarterback, but he was sort of, he wasn't thought of like he's thought of right now. They they identified him. They put all their eggs in his, they put all their NIL elbow grease on him. It was the guy Josh Heupel decided, and we were all like, couple years ago so Tennessee's not going to get involved with Peyton Manning's nephew they're not even gonna get a visit and I remember thinking you know at the time I was like well that's that's a little weird I mean Cupper Jr. we're not even gonna act like we're kind of interested in Cupper Jr. and and the truth is that that's a heck of an eval. That's a heck of a power move by Tennessee when on three comes out and they say that Nico's now the number one quarterback entering college football in the fall out of that class. He's the number one player in America now. What do you think? Tony, first of all, I'm curious is how did Nico become number one? What did he do in the, excuse me, in the last month? to surpass Manning. I wonder, I just, I'm curious how they reach these conclusions. Matt, do you have a thought on that? Cause we're going to have Mike Hugan and on the Mar from on three and perhaps we can, maybe he'll help us look under the hood on that. Do you have a thought Matt on how he could pass him in a month's time since he hadn't played a game? Well, we, we, we've heard the whispers of, of how good he looked in Tennessee's bowl practices uh, leading up to the Orange Bowl, and I yes. think he's even at some high school all-star deal right now. I'm not really sure how that's possible, but uh, I think now, it whoa, might whoa, be whoa. something like out in Hawaii. I thought I saw um, that. Explain to me how. Yeah, I don't. I, don't have... I I do know with with the on three bump. Yeah. Um, and this sounds weird, but in and that the two four seven their composite database, Nico passed. Khalil McKenzie and is the third highest ranked player that's ever signed with Tennessee behind only Bryce Brown and Eric Berry. Wow. Bryce Brown, was that highly recruited? Bryce Brown was the number one player in the country that year, Tom. Wow. I didn't realize Eric, Eric Berry, Eric Berry was, was like three or something, but he Eric Berry had a higher rating than, than Nico does. So Are th- You're in some elite company when you're and it's at the most important position. 
you know, uh, we've had Bryce on, but obviously his college career didn't suggest that he was should have been the number one player in the country. Well, obviously, but and, but and Bri- he's turned out. Yeah, he's turned out. To well, be he made great. it. He made it to the NFL playing like a year and a half of college football. Yep. the talent he, was always there, and he was pretty good for the Eagles. He really was till he got hurt. Which I remember is, a Monday night game. And the Bills, too, I think. Yeah, he had a really good Monday night game one time. Yeah, he flashed that all-world talent. So Bryce Brown and Eric Berry are the only two signees with the highest composite number over at 247. Wow. So, so let's say this kid has a career somewhere between Eric Berry and Bryce Brown. Okay, which is a pretty fair guess. He can be a pretty good player here. <laughs> right? I Tony, mean, if he's somewhere when, in the middle there. Tony, when you look at Tennessee's, oh, the last 25 years or so. Yeah. When they've had a, a highly touted, much heralded uh, quarterback come in. Yep. They started sooner than later. You go back to uh, oh boy. Peyton Manning. Yep. That, that was in 1994. And that was through uh, uh, an unfortunate set of circumstances. Yep. Jerry Coke would have been the quarterback in 1994, yep. and Tennessee would have probably had a better season than it did, turned into a four-loss season. But Jerry Coke was a proven quarterback. Yes. He just backed up Heath Shuler. Yep. And, uh, Jerry was excellent, in fact. He was going to have yeah. a very good year. Yeah. He was uh, – it was just – I still remember the play. I can see it. It's terrible. Uh Covering that game at UCLA, I yep. think it was seven plays in. He yep. suffered an injury. He's gone for the year. Yep. And they, that created chaos. And But it wound up, uh, getting back to my point, it wound up where Peyton Manning, midway through the season, became Tennessee's starting quarterback as, yep. a, as a true freshman. Uh, then move on uh, a few years, and you've got uh, Casey Clawson comes in and mm-hmm. – was it 2000, I think? Yeah, 2000, after T. Martin had been the starter for two years. And it didn't start out that Tennessee had, uh, I think, Joey Matthews. A.J. Uh, AJ, Suggs. Mm-hmm. A.J. Suggs. Right. Both got a shot at it. But about a, by about the fourth or fifth game, Casey Cawson became the guy, and he was a quarterback for four years. Yep. Uh, they then go to the – after Clawson left, the – you go to 2004, Eric Ainge, Brent Schaefer, both come in at the same time. Yep. They alternate as starting quarterbacks. Uh, so there's kind of a history when you – if you have a really good freshman quarterback here, it seems like they wind up starting. Wow. Not, not for certain, but I just think with Nico's skill set, I think Joe Milton will be hard-pressed to keep the starting job. And remember at Tennessee now with this offensive system, I thought Gerald Milton played great against Clemson. I did too. But this is a program, an offense that led the country in total offensive yards per game. Yes. And in scoring, it's averaging 46 points a game. Yes. So that's kind of the standard. You got to score in the 40s. I'm not putting that much on one game because I thought Joe Milton played great. I'm just saying – if Nico's as good as everybody says, he could very well be Tennessee's starting quarterback early in the season. Well, here's what's going to happen. And I, I, you, I've been around here. You've been around here, right? 
Not everybody gets into spring practice. But those that do, the big boosters that have paid the money for this guy to be here, that have paid, paid to play here, so to speak, these people that are on the side, they're going to see this in spring practice, okay? Uh, he's probably going to be very good because our secondary couldn't cover. I mean, I could throw for 400 yards against what we have, no offense. And there you're going to hear a lot of chatter, be a lot of pressure on them to play him pretty early. We also have a fan base that kind of likes Matt, this Joe Milton guy, which is kind of interesting. It's going to make 2023 very, it's going to make next season very interesting early on because a lot of our fan base really likes Joe Milton. He has this, um, there's something about him that our fans really appreciate. The fact that I think that he stuck it out here, the fact that he's been such a, you know, he's not been a malcontent. Well, he's a great leader. He's, he's a, a great good team leader. leader. He's a good. He's a good teammate. He's easy to cheer for. You know, it was so fun to see him play against Clemson. Matt, the dynamic is going to be: Do we want to see this kid play, or do we want to see this veteran succeed? And John's right. The script usually is a month in, the kid is going to take the job. Now, whether that happens or not, who knows? But that generally is the script here, Matt. No, it it is, and it, it'll be interesting to see how it how it kind of plays out um whether well, whether you know he, he gets an opportunity you know early or or mid-year or whenever so it's 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 easily easily the the biggest storyline yep. for tennessee you know in the off season and really going into next season um and it's really you know, who, who uh, and you're yeah. in a great spot i think well and the truth is and you're in a great spot Go ahead, Brian. You're in a great spot. I mean, we cannot say that enough. You know, you're it, in a great spot. When you have a situation like this where you have a where you have a, a guy like Milton and a newcomer like Nico, if the only way that Milton would keep the starting job is if he's just so much better than Nico at this point and Nico's just not ready to play. But they say that if it's close, then you gotta go with the young guy. Boy, it's gonna and be really I think I think that's why the younger guy, as John has, has said, they yeah. always seem to find a way to the decos are gonna come away with the you know, with the eventually. And well, I think that's one of the reasons why. And John is also right. Look, the junior day amount of talent Tennessee had and the credibility Tennessee has coming off that season is huge. But the other thing that they have is for the next three years, because those are the them's the rules, unlike college basketball, when you have one of those guys for three years you have credibility for three years. You can win right away. You walk on my campus. And by the way, we can compete with the money that Alabama has. Like Ron Higgins says, you know, Nick Saban loved the old school NIL program. He loved it. And the guy over at Clemson, see, that's why those guys bitch out loud about how they hate the new rules. Of course they hate the new rules. Everybody else can do what they were doing all those years. Come on, Dabo! I'm speaking the truth. Come on now. My friends at Seniors Helping Seniors presenting the great John Adams today. Look, my friends at Seniors Helping Seniors, and the, from the first minute we met Ray, John and myself, out of Calhoun's on Bearden Hill, we knew this is an incredible guy to, uh, to represent on here. 
because throughout the greater Knoxville area, our senior care services come in the form of a unique relationship between two people who understand the ups and downs of life. Two people the same age. You know? We work with you to find a mature caregiver who can help meet the personal needs of the senior in your life, schedule, and also personality. And it's with that approach, matching you with a fellow senior who can help you with the daily tasks around the home, maybe cleaning, maybe laundry, maybe meal preparation, maybe somebody take you grocery shopping, run errands, whatever it is. Iron sharpens iron, seniors helping seniors. Online at seniorshelpingseniors.com. Let's go back to the phones. 865-200-5402. So the Nico deal is going to be very interesting. He's out in Hawaii Matt, what is that about? Help me out here. He's on Tennessee's campus. He's out in Hawaii. Which one? Uh, I think it's is it the I think it's called the Polynesian Bowl. He's out out there, you know, in one of these kind of high school I ask showcase John. events. John, does that make any sense that he's on your campus working out? He's playing in a bowl game, uh, or he's in a bowl practice. He's at a showcase event. Absolutely no sense. And, okay. and but there's a a lot about college football now that doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh, so we're i mean we're, we're adjusting and, we're to in the, transition and, and, and listen i know that he's doing that and i'm kind of just doing this for a fact but you got to admit even the most ardent of recruit nick who we can't say no to these athletes anymore has to admit there's a tad bizarre about that but from tennessee's perspective Go out there and represent yourself to Polynesia because if I'm Tennessee, I'm trying to get as much Polynesia as I can get. Okay. Well, Polynesia aside, Tony, if I'm thinking this guy could be my starting quarterback, that there's a possibility, and certainly that I've got a NIL investment, a sizable investment in him. Yes. Do I really want him playing in an all-star game? Well... Well, well, obviously not. I mean, geez. Can you imagine if he tore up his knee in an all-star game? The ramifications of that? Back to the phones. Boy, don't get me thinking like that. Back to the phones we go. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, this is Sage. What's going on? Hey, Sage, you welcome in. Uh, I'm sure John saw it. Y'all saw uh, Top of Meyer's article in the paper about Pruitt? Yeah, we talked about it. You already talked about that? Yes, sir. Uh, <clears throat> what the devil happened to uh, Pruitt and his lawyer? They just went into the weeds? Well, yeah, Tennessee called his bluff. Dante Plowman, Tennessee's chancellor, said, no, nah, we're not buying those threats. Do what you want to do. And they all just went away. So kind of like they, they intimidated those uh, Pruitt and his lawyer. Kind of like Greg Schiano. No, I don't think they intimidated them. I just think they said to them, "We'll meet you with Greg Schiano. So you file your suit, he files his suit, and you know, let the best man win here." Yeah, well, you can call it not intimidation, but I, I, I will call it intimidation because it's power. No, it's not power. If he has a case, take it into a court of law. It's not power. Here's the deal. You were deleterious in overseeing this program. You had your wife paying football players. You had your babysitter paying (laughs) football players for crying out loud. I will see you in court, Sage. 
That's not intimidating somebody. If 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 you have a case against me, you are free in America to take it to a court of law. No, I, hey, Tony, it's not power. Tony, not intimidating Tony, anybody. Tony, Tony, don't revert to uh, Himes and Wilkerson and start on a lecture now. It's not intimidating. How's it intimidating, Sage? Explain it to me. How's it not? I just explained it to you. You have every right to take something to a court of law. How is it intimidating him? They stopped, didn't they? Who stopped? Pruitt and his lawyer. Yeah, Did they he, not stop? You know why? Because he had no case. That's why he stopped. Hey, I think we've got a semantics uh, wrapped around the uh, axle thing going here. No, we don't. No, no we actually, do. we don't. Yeah, we do. No, he has, he has no case. There's no intimidation in that. He has no case. Let me explain something to you. UT called me several years ago off the air when, when they decided that their season tickets, this is back when we printed tickets, and I was doing a promotion with Hardee's. I remember this like it was yesterday on the Westwood One uh, radio network. And they called me off the air, somebody that's now a friend who's no longer over there, and he said to me, Tony, we saw where you're using your tickets for a, a radio promotion. You can't do that. And I said to them, and I was just out on my own. So I was not under the guise of a, of a radio company. I was under my own company with my own deal. And I said to them, I said, okay. I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I really appreciate the call, first of all. As a graduate of UT, I'm using the tickets in the promotion. I'm giving them away. He said, well, on the back of the tickets, it says they're really our property, even though you own them. And I said, well, that's funny. He said, you know, in the NFL, they stop third-party radio stations from giving the tickets away. And, and I said, good. I said, you're not stopping me. I said, I'm giving them away. And he said, but, you know, basically, we'll sue you. And I said, good. Sue me. You see, the point is, they didn't sue me. You know why? Because they didn't want any of that. Jeremy Pruitt isn't suing UT because he didn't want any of that. What's he going to say in a court of law? I want my buyout? Jeremy, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, uh, the only thing Jeremy Pruitt, the only case he has on that buyout is they paid Philip Fulmer. So they should pay me. That's it. Other than that, he would have no case. Yeah, I don't think his, uh, I don't think his lawyer's any uh, sharp knife in the drawer. So you want to take his case? You think he's got a case? What would be your what would be your what would be your uh, your Believe argument? There, there's some lawyer out there that take that case. You know that, and yeah. and he won't get paid. John, I, I uh, think, thank you. Thank I you, think Sage. the key thank here, you. when you mention intimidation, yeah, I think that was kind of coming from the other side. I mean, their whole their whole plan of attack was to sort of was to sort of bully Tennessee into saying, "Man, we don't want to go to court." Right. You hear a school. You hear this all the time. Nobody, no school wants to go into court. So I think they were playing off that. They made some threats, and it just didn't work. And when Tennessee didn't back down, uh, when and Dante Plowman didn't give in, there was no other play. They were done. I mean, they just had to fold them. I told them when they told me, "You can't give my tickets away." I said, "Look, I'm a graduate of your school." I came out of that broadcasting department. I'm from here. We do a lot of things to help a lot of people in this community. 
and it will not look good in when the New York Times and people like this pick this thing up, because they will, because it'll be like they're suing some radio host over giving tickets away on a radio. I said, listen to what you're telling me. You're Well, we're, the first thing we're going to do is send you a letter. I said, you're not even going to send me a letter. I said, because if you send me a letter, I'm going to take a picture of it and send it to the News Sentinel. John, would the News Sentinel have run the story? Of course they would have. Yeah, it would be a nice story. Yeah, sure. it would be a great story. Mm-hmm. And it would have made them look utterly idiotic. And that's a that's that's basically what Tennessee said to Jeremy Pruitt. They because if anything, John, to your point, Jeremy Pruitt, it's not semantic sage. If anything, Jeremy Pruitt's the one that was extorting and trying to use the power of you don't want to go to court with me. And they told Pruitt. And they told uh, the other guy that had all the what's the what's Vandy Dano's favorite coach Matt? Why is it slipped my mind right now? Um, the guy Gregory Shiano. Yeah, the guy at Rutgers. Hey, Shiano, let's go to a court of law. We'd like to see you there, and then we're going to ask you finally what you saw that day. You want to go into deposition? We'll do some discovery. I mean, we'll have some fun with you. Let's let's do it. You think Jeremy Pruitt in a court of law, John, wants to talk about his babysitter paying he, people? He, Tony, he would rather eat a big plate of asparagus than that. <laughs> Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome into our next call. Man, that man was using out so many McDonald bags with Happy Meals in it, man. If he come back with that, bro, that's all they got to do on him, bro. Right. Do, do you think, right, do you think in a million years he wants to go to uh, a court of law? No. I mean, he he made McDonald's so much more money with it, giving out the McDonald's bag just yep. for uh, – just for just for GP, man. Come on, bro. But you know what we've he, learned you know out. You know what we've learned in true pro fashion since his program, since his tenure here was nothing but mediocre at best. It wasn't even McDonald's he was using. It was Chick Fil A, which is totally Bandit, mediocre bro. fast food. Totally mediocre, yeah. at best, at best. Matt Dixon, is that a good Basilio take? Chick Fil A's mediocre. Uh, no, I, I think it's a horrible, horrible take. No. I'll be going to I'm, Chick-fil-A I'm, later. I'm just, gl- I'm just glad Tennessee actually had stuff in their bags. It sounds like Florida's handing out empty bags. <laughs> oh, Matt. Boy, I'll tell you what, Matt. You, you, you picked the wrong profession. You should have been a comedian. But let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. It's about time that Tennessee stepped up and done something right. After 20 years, it's about time y'all stepped up and done something right. But let me tell you something about Florida. We won't we won't go that long without getting rid of somebody. You understand? Something will turn around, brother, because the fan base will not have it. But I'm glad you're a comedian now, Matt, because you know what? I guess your day job just wasn't good enough for you, was it? Hey, Sage. Sage, what if, excuse me, Matt, but would you be on board if uh, with hiring Urban Meyer back to Florida? No. Why not? That's what I told you about him because that's what I told you about uh, uh, Jaden Rashada. I didn't want him when he went to when he went to Miami. He wanted fourteen million dollars. He wanted fourteen million. And what is that going to do to another school? What is that going to take to the other school he go to? They choose to go to. 
You you think they gonna put up with that? <laughs> nope. Um, you know, y'all defaulted on two payments, and my question is, if I was making payments to their NIL, and that's just common knowledge in the industry that that's what happened. That's what happened. John, do you think that the people that give money to their NIL can look at their NIL credibly right now? Apparently, that thing's being sloppily run compared to Tennessee's, which is a gold standard. Florida, Tennessee has a gold standard NIL right now. Tony B, it'll come out just like the fight came out. Everything is going to come. Everything is going to come out of the wash. You know what I mean? Just like the fight come out that you denied, you denied the fight. You denied everything I was telling you the truth. And I'm not even a Tennessee fan, but I told you the truth when it was happening. John, did Real we time. deny the fight? Am I living in a parallel universe? We talked about it on here. What do you What do you mean? You, you, you denied the fight. We, you told me to stay out of your business, Tony B. You told me to stay out of your business. Did I deny? You don't, we don't know if it's true or not. John, we did I deny that? Help me out no, here. We, in fact, we talked about the Buster Douglas-Mike Tyson fight earlier today. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Hey, listen, all I'm telling you, and I told you to stay out of my, my team's business, but that's just part of the media. I'm just part of the media, too. I'm just telling you the fact. But you know what I mean? Like I said, hey, we're going to have to start over from scratch like y'all did for 20 years, and you, you finally came up. Hyper brought, Hyper brought the hype back to Tennessee football. I'm glad. And, and guess what, Tony B? I'm still going to be calling you. And Matt's still going to have those corners. Hey, by the way, by the way, hey, hey, you know what we ought to set up in the off season is you versus LSU in a three point shooting contest. I got you. I'm on you. Hey, man, I told you I will beat. I will beat your boy. Who's my boy? Uh, Ziggler. I will shoot him. Just he like was. That. He was five for five. <laughs> Matt, is this guy kidding? Man, I will shoot his life out, <laughs> Tony B. And you know it. And, and, and people around here that know me know it, Tony B. But you think you should, people just just ask anybody that know me, Tony B, if I can shoot? Oh, come ask on. Anybody. They call you. Ask anybody. Hank the Bank. Me. You shoot bank shots from three-point land. No, ask anybody, Tony B. Put me on point. Thank I got people people that know you, Tony B, know I can shoot. That, just put it out there, bro. But I'm shooting at half court, at a, at a regular shot at half court at 56 years old, Tony B. Hey, have, have, have a Dwight Gooden and keep on dreaming. Shoots from half court. <laughs> hey, Brian, if you want to get extra work when you go to that website, Parker says you need to call Butch Jones. That needs to be your next call. Now that Ron Higgins has given you the in and the secret code, and you know the secret password now, you need to call Butch Jones. And back to John's com- comments about gaining an inch or two, you need to get those shoe lifts. <laughs> If you can get Butch Jones' shoe lifts. John, are you believing that Butch Jones wore a girdle to make his chest look bigger and shoe lifts? Do you believe Butch Jones is capable of doing those things? John Adams. Oh, very much so. Very much so. He was all about appearance and uh, took a lot of pride in how he dressed and Mm -hmm. and how he looked on uh, the sidelines. And he was a a nice contrast to go from him to... uh, Jeremy Pruitt, who really wasn't that concerned about, it. he wore that. I always called it. He looked like he was getting ready to butcher a cow. He had that white smock on. Yes, looked like a white smock, like he's a he's a butcher. 
you could say that his offense looked like it had been butchered. He looked like a cross between Sergeant Carter and Kib Janun and the coach at Ohio State, Butch Jones did. Oh, I was talking about Jeremy Pruitt. No, with the- Butch Jones wore the shoe lifts with the girdle to make his chest look bigger. I don't know what Jeremy Pruitt did. Jeremy Pruitt had the smock and the... You and I he were just mixing let, our metaphors. He, yeah, Jeremy Pruitt just let it go. He said, "Yes, I'm going all real on this. Yes, he did. He, Brian Dayball style. I'm the real deal. Have you guys seen the video of this Dayball guy hugging Giants fans outside of their stadium after a, a, a win recently? Brian, have you seen it where he stops his car? And everybody's got their phone no, out. No, I have not. So they're they're over there drinking beer and hanging out and barbecuing after the game. I mean, what would you do up there if you lived there? My gosh. I mean, you want to go back home? I don't know. Anyway, so they're they're sitting there in their miserable existence, living <laughs> where they live. And Dayball stops his truck and goes over to these fans, Matt, and like throws down a beer with them. And he gets out of his big old pickup truck and he's got a dip. And he just looks so like big. I love that. I'm like I'm for that guy. I mean I'm Yeah, but that's a good way to get bugged. Oh, he coaches the Giants. They love him. They're for him. Now maybe if they get in a losing streak, but Butchie boy, you can borrow his lifts, Brian, and maybe his girdle to help you stand out as we continue with more on the other side after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I'm a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. I just want to say that your show is disgusting. Two white men and a white woman attacking a black man who's a Democrat, yet you have no balance to anything that you say. You act like a bunch of Southern You are ridiculous. You're a horrible show. You're a horrible representation of Tennessee. Y'all are disgusting. You're disgusting human beings. And either balance it out with someone who has a half a clue what they can talk about. You got a bus driver up there acting like he's better than him just because of what? I have no idea what his points are other than what Tucker Carlson told him what to say. Y'all are disgusting human beings. You need to get off the Three Dudes with a View, triggering liberals between Dollywood and Graceland, Monday through Thursday from 8 to 9 a.m., right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you, 865-200-5402, the number. As we welcome you back. And I'm going to go back to phones at 865-200-5402. Eric Gilbert, Matt, in the uh, portal along with um, 
one of uh, Georgia's speed receivers. Do you have a thought on this? They're losing players, Matt, in the portal. They haven't lost players in the past. They're losing them now, Matt. What's this about, Matt? Uh, well, the, the A.D. Mitchell one's kind of interesting because that's like he's been hurt, but I think he's really good. Uh, Arik Gilbert, I think, has off-the-field issues, oh. and this is now the second time he's left because he you know? originally was at LSU. For some reason, I want to say he might even have been at Florida or signed before. I don't know. I got. I don't know. So he's doing that goofy got, recruitment, goofy career thing. Go ahead, um, the Sean Sinclair adage. Go ahead, Bry. I thought the Rosney Jack Saint guy that played receiver down there that looks that just looks like he needs to go somewhere where he gets more opportunities would be yep. a, a guy that would transfer maybe or want to get in the portal, but. Yep. My knowledge, he hasn't been yet. No, he's on the all-name team, too. Rosney St. Jack. I love that name. Oh, I mean, you got the job, man. Rosney, Rosney that, Jack Saint. That's like that Shocky Jocks guy that played at Pittsburgh. Anybody named Shocky Jocks has my vote. Our next call in is the great John Adams has now departed. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hi, Tony. Yo. This is Robert Conrad, the former actor. You know what? I retired... I'm a very benevolent person, so I gave my three-inch list to Butch Jones. It's phenomenal. You wonder how many actors <laughs> down through the years uh, wore lifts and falsies and everything else. Well, every part of me besides my height was real because I was one of the tough-ass kickers on television, as you know. So, anyway, I wanted you to know that. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Good talking to you. Matt, is the moon full tonight? Between that and uh, Sage's call, I mean, what what's going on here? Back to the phones we go. Uh, Hello and welcome might in. Need Com- a Comcast outage wouldn't be the worst thing in the world right now. We're going to go deep here. Hello and welcome into our next call. What up, Tom? It's Rusty. Hey, Rusty, welcome in. Hey, uh, the talk today has been really, really entertaining. Um, enjoyed the heck out of it. I wanted to, if I could, a little latitude to talk about something you guys brought up earlier. Hit it. The basketball issue, the college basketball issue oh, of oh. of two, shooting two for 26 and a half and Kentucky making seven shots. This all went to pot, of course. It has to do a lot with the kid, the one-and-done system. But it's more about when the anteater over in Durham, North Carolina, started coming up with the plan that we're just going to foul all the time because the refs aren't going to call it all. Yep. You're talking about, uh, you're talking about Coach K. I'm talking about Coach K. Yes, the sir. yes, sir. Yes, sir. It it all that that's what happened. And to fix it, and and I'm this is coming from somebody who loves defense. I'm a soccer guy. I love two to one soccer matches. So I love seeing teams struggle to score because that means defense is working. But if you want it to be more entertaining and see more shots go in the basket, for a while the refs got to tell coaches, we're calling everything. Yeah. We're calling every time you touch the offensive player. You you bump a cutter. Yeah. You put your hands on the dribbler. Yeah. You try to prevent a guy from going to the rim. You you touch him at the rim. We're calling fouls. It's what the NBA and did, Rusty. It's what the, exactly. the NBA had to clean their sport up several years ago because right. it started to slip in the right. ratings. And, and yep. you, know, you know, Rusty, people pay to see big-skilled athletes do big-skilled athlete things. And the NBA game is so much more aesthetically appealing than its college counterpart. It's just not close. It is just not close. If, if, if you could drive to the rim easier because guys couldn't put their hands on you and you had no fear of being hacked at the rim, Julian Phillips would have like 40 dunks already this year. But he's probably got 10. You're right. Because 
Hey, I'm, I'm going to jump off. i got some stuff to do, but uh, thanks so much. Thank you. Matt, I was talking with Y about this. In fact, he called me last night, and he said, did you see the Florida thing in the first half? And I said, yeah. And he said, what would you think of it? And I said, oh, well, I'm, I'm laying back on my bed reading. I'm not going to watch that. And his point was the way to clean the game up because all these coaches are now playing mug ball. That's what Tennessee does. They use they get big, long athletes, and they grab and hold all over the floor. And if you don't defend, you don't play. Um, and you have to be physically ready to get on the floor to defend. Matt, you know, Rusty's right. If you really wanted to clean the game up, you would take a season, a half a season, and you would just burn it up with foul shooting contests. But teams would eventually get the point. Yeah, well, that's what the SEC's turned into recently because because of that. Um, and they're not even calling and, everything. If they called it closely, Matt, teams would foul out in the first half. Everybody would foul out. If they called every foul that occurred, because truly, when you watch these games, it's just grab fest. That's all it is. Do you not agree with that? It's what That's all it is. No, yeah, it is. No, it it's become that. And because of that, I... Th- I want to say the SEC is like the worst shooting conference in the country. Like the worst three-point percentage, the worst just field goal percentage. Wow. Just, it's, and that it's a part of that. That's a big reason why. It's, it's just so hard to to get clean looks now um, with all the, the grabbing and yep. checking. And it's just – I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know yeah. what the answer is because yeah. – you need you need some guy you need some better play and you need some more offense. But I don't know how you inject offense when when kind of defense is that is valued at a premium by coaches. Well, that's right. So you got two things at work. It's kind of like John said earlier. You've got big athletic guys that can't shoot on every team now. You've got I me mean, Mississippi State and Tennessee are carbon copies of each other. The only difference is Tennessee's got. Little bit better offense, and so they're at the top of the sport. But Chris Jans is doing exactly what Rick Barnes is doing, exactly what the fired coach, the fired coach of Texas, with that formula took Texas Tech, Ewins, Texas Tech, to the top of the sport. Texas Tech, and he had Texas at the top of the sport when he left, with the exact formula. And think about it. Go back to the phones. 865-200-5402. Brian Hartman tells me, and I checked out on it, but he tells me that Florida made two field goals in the first half last night, which I did happen to see. And Brian, after you clued me to the way that thing was unfolding, flipping that game on, they weren't even close, Brian, on some of those field goals. They look like... They look like a mid midlife guy that hadn't picked a ball up in in ten years, just shooting the ball, hitting the other side of the backboard. I mean, the shots weren't even close, Bry. Last night, did you see the last shot of the game that they had to, to win the game? No, it wasn't even. It was just a microcosm. Of, it fell like three feet short. It never had a chance. Where they does, shoot? Does from? the color Florida have eligibility left? I'm telling you, Florida. If you could outshoot Zakai Ziegler. Which is just, I mean, my gosh. Hello and welcome into our next call. 
Hey, Tony B. How you doing? This is Rod in Clarksville. Rod in Clarksville. Welcome in, brother. Hey, Tony. I just want to give a quick shout-out to the Memphis Grizzlies on their 11-game winning streak. Say, that's you what know, I'm talking about. You talk about the greatest show on turf. That Memphis Grizzly team, last year, you know, they weren't built to win in the playoffs. This year, they're going to do some damage in the playoffs in the Western Co- in the West Conference. You, you, got, you heard it here first. Last year, they had to pay their dues. This year, Rod, they're walking through that, my friend. Tony, I got to tell you something. There's a guy on Cleveland's team that was a former Vanderbilt player. Last night, this dude was going off. Uh, I forgot his name, but he is freaking ridiculous. That's that point guard who's phenomenal. He is phenomenal. And, Rod, listen, Rod, the college game compared to the pro game is like life and death right now. And and listen, I love college sports. I want to see them fix college basketball because Rod, it is hard to watch, man. It is, Tony. It's it's awful, especially if you know our coach doesn't adjust the you know his players. You you got to do that. You've got to let these boys go out there and do some run and gun and yep. and have some AAU basketball. Let them play. You got to. You yep. got to let them play. But I got one thing to say about the football team, Tony. I got to mention this. Um, I want all four of y'all's uh, or three of y'all's response to what you think about how hard after last year's team, what Jalen Hyatt done in the offseason, how hard do you think all of the rest of the players have sponged that up and are working three times as hard right now in the offseason? I don't think there's any question about that. If you're a member of that receiving core, you know that if I can be one of the three guys, I could change my life. And but that's I'm not, not just talking about the receiving core. No, no, no I know that. No, I know that. Yeah. But if I listen to these coaches and I follow these coaches and follow the direction, because basically what they're doing is, I mean, they've gotten a couple guys drafted that didn't think they were getting drafted. Right. Big offensive lineman getting ready to change his life. And you talked about Hyatt, and there are a couple more. And they are developing players. They've developed credibility. As a, as a coach told me, Pro coach told me, he said, players want to know one thing. Can you help me? If the answer to that is yes, at the major college level or at the pro level, they are going to listen to you. If the You're answer right, to Mike. that, Rod, is no, like a Butch Jones, they are going to tune you off. And the, when you're talking, it's like words, 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 words. You don't even listen to you. And why would they listen to you, Rod, right? You're right, Tony. And the, to, to to look at the rookie season that Alante Taylor just had with the Saints. Boom. To imagine if he'd have been with our team this past year. Boom. We wouldn't have lost the game. Boom. He locked That's down the Eagles. That's five interceptions. That's he, five interceptions, Tony, yep. that he would have had this season. Easy. He's fantastic uh, against my Eagles in Week 17. And, Rod, thank you. You're my man. All right, Tony. See you, buddy. I think we're going to do winners and losers tonight at 7 Eastern time on many of these same stations. Also, I'm going to chit-chat with Chris Lee tonight over at Southeastern 14. I'm doing that this afternoon with him, those of you who are so inclined. In the meantime, I want to say to the radio listener, I love you. To the callers, stay there. We're going to do some overtime. Seniors Helping Seniors, thank you for presenting the great John Adams today. And in the meantime, I want to say to the living listener, I love you. I appreciate you. Be safe, God willing. We come back and do it all over again and again and again and again tomorrow. Peace and go Vols. Go Lady Vols.
This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. Wear this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Ace now offers free assembly and delivery on grills over $3.99? It's never been easier for you and your family to have a great grill like a Weber gas grill, a Traeger pellet grill, or a Big Green Egg charcoal grill. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware, located at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
first responders know seconds count when saving lives, and emergency response can often be delayed due to difficulty navigating rural locations, congested subdivisions, mobile home parks, and apartment complexes. The Locator 911 is a unique life-saving bulb. In normal use, a porch light, and when activated by you, a multicolored flashing beacon for first responders to help them find you in the event of an emergency. For more information, stop by your local fire department or visit thelocator911.com. It is time to hear from our favorite grocer, Miles Johnson at Foodland. Miles, how are you today? Oh, I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. I got a sneak peek of some of the specials. Boy, there's some good ones in there this week. Mm-hmm. This week we got ground chuck for three thirty nine a pound, T bone steaks four twenty nine a pound, boneless pork loins a dollar ninety nine a pound, five pound bag of Idaho potatoes for two ninety nine each, and Coca Cola twelve packs for two for thirteen. Wow, that's some that's some good deals. Uh, these sales run through next Tuesday, I believe. That is is correct. All right. And again, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. Miles, thank you very much. As always, we appreciate it. And hopefully people listen and uh, come on in and you got some great deals and uh, you got some great people working there as well. So you guys have a wonderful week. All right. Thank you. You too. Thank you, Miles. All right. That was Miles Johnson from Foodland located on West 7th Street. Again, they're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. So go in and check out some of those uh, great specials they have. And we'll talk to them next week as well. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.